Well, welcome to the Catholic Sportsman Show. And before we uh, begin talking with Cody, we'll start with a prayer. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we just thank you for today. We ask you to bless our conversation with Cody Clark. As we talk about sports, uh, our faith, and baseball. And in this month of November, we remember all the saints and all the souls preceded us and uh, were cheering us on. And um, we ask for all their intercession. And Our Lady's intercession, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at our death. Amen. Saint Sebastian, patron saint of Christian athletes, pray for us. Blessed Carlo Cutes, technical patron saint of the Catholic Sportsman Show. Pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, Cody, it's great to see you face-to-face and get a chance to talk. This is awesome. It is awesome. Thanks for uh, having me. Really excited to be here. Yeah. So, um, Cody Clark, who's our guest today, he is married and he has two little girls. And uh, currently, he is the amateur scout uh, for high school and college for the Kansas City Royals. And... uh, here we are in the middle of the World Series, and Cody won the World Series with the Kansas City Royals as a bullpen catcher in 2015, and we're definitely going to talk about that uh, more in depth. But Cody, at, at the beginning, we just kind of just open it up, and uh, we like to talk to um, athletes about their intersection of faith and sports in their life and how you got to this point. Yeah, I mean, how much time do we have? Um, oh, hey, we got a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to condense it. But um, I grew up in a very uh, athletic family. My dad is a longtime uh, college baseball coach at the University of Arkansas and University of Central Arkansas. Um, my brother was a college football player and baseball as well. And uh, um, grew up a uh, cradle Catholic. Both my parents are Catholic, went to Catholic school K through six. And then um, we didn't have a Catholic school in Fayetteville uh, high school. So went to public school after that and just went on to, um, you know, played all the sports growing up seemed like, and, and then, uh, in college focused on baseball, uh, went to the university of Arkansas and then transferred to Wichita state. Um, and then was drafted and, uh, uh, played for about 11 years of pro ball. Um, mostly in the minor leagues, but did, uh, uh, get the call to the big leagues for uh, a little bit, uh, with the Houston Astros. Um, as far as the, the faith goes, um, it's always been a, a big part of my life. Um, especially really in the last, um, 10 years, um, you know, well, 10 to 12 years, I guess. Um, you know, I got to a point, uh, in the minor leagues where, um, you know, I never, um, I never stopped being Catholic, but you kind of just drifted away sort of from, you know, going to the mass every um, Sunday and things like that. You just kind of make, you know, excuses in your head, like I've got to, you know, be at the field early and stuff like that. And, and uh, 
Um, you know, I, I, I got to a place where I didn't really want to be, you know, where I was making kind of baseball, uh, my whole life and, uh, just realized, you know, after the 2010 season that I, I, I was about to marry my wife, but you know, something was missing and, uh, and it, and it was God really. Um, and God was drawing me, uh, to a, just a deeper, uh, relationship. And so, um, just, uh, in, in 2011, I, I realized, you know, I'd never really read the Bible. So, um, you know, I would go to batting practice. I was in AAA at this time. I would, I would do batting practice. And then, you know, you always have about an hour, hour and a half off before you had to be back out. And so I went in and I read, uh, um, read, you know, a chapter or two, um, of the, the Bible every day and, and just really got, got into that and draw, and God was just drawing me deeper in that way. And, um, uh, from that, from then on, I remember in 2014, the first year I was a, uh, a bullpen catcher with the Royals. Um, you know, this is just the way that God works. Um, he, he put the mass about maybe a month or two into the season. Um, CAC brought, uh, a mass into our locker room, into, um, the, the clubhouse in Kansas city and made it available to us. I was like, Oh man, this is God talking to me right here. So, um, from then on, it was just started going to mass every, every week. And, um, you know, the, the priest chaplain for the team, uh, I just started talking to him a lot and he just kind of just, um, really formed, helped me to, to form, um, my formation in areas that had been lacking before. And, um, so for that, I'm, I'm really thankful. That's great. As you were saying, you, you played in the minor league and the major leagues. What's the difference? If there's any difference at all? Well, uh, major leagues, uh, the players are, are really, really good. I mean, obviously they're the, the best in the world and, um, so day in and day out, you know, you got a battle on your hands, first of all, just from the physical standpoint. Um, but as far as just that, the, it's just different and is that you're playing in front of way more people, um, you know, in, in the minor leagues, you're taking buses to, to and from the games and, and to different parks and you're, you have a, a long bus rides and then, you know, in the big leagues, you fly private jets and just the, the food that you get before and after the games is uh, remarkably different and, and things like that. I mean, I love baseball and I would do it anywhere, but, you know, in the big leagues, it's, it's just a really, um, there's a lot of pressure up there. And so I, um, you know, I, I understand where guys can kind of break down mentally at times because there's a lot of pressure Um way more than in the minor leagues. Um, but, uh, the, the lifestyle as far as, you know, the perks are, are really nice. You'd mentioned CAC before. What was that again? The CAC? CAC. Oh, it stands for Catholic athletes for Christ. Oh, okay. And it's just, uh, it's an organization that, um, uh, I, I believe they have the mass now they, they set up mass, um, and it's not just in baseball, but it's in football and, and things like that. Um, and I think last time I, I heard it was like 28 of the 30 major league parks um, 
they had they set up a mass every every time they're home on on Sunday or Saturday oh, wow. evening. So, yeah. um, just incredible organization. Right. And I bet you, uh, were there a lot of other Catholics on your team too, that you could interface with? Uh, yes. And that's where I kind of started to really get to know some of the other guys, you know, and we started talking about our faith and, and things like that, you know, had that special connection with, um, a few guys and then also guys from the other team are, will come, you know, so oh, if we're in cool. Chicago, we go to mass with them. And so it's really good to kind of have that camaraderie going. Oh yeah, absolutely. Great. Uh, but on the road, you're kind of on your own. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, my job now I'm on the road a lot too. And, um, so, you know, it's nice. It's kind of, uh, um, and, and this is something that father Roche kind of put me on as well. Um, is just on the road. It's, it's kind of like you're, um, you, you know, you go to, you try, I try to go to mass every, every morning and, and just kind of make that kind of a journey and just kind of, um, um, go to mass and, and different, uh, meet new people and, and things like that. And so that's, that's really nice now. Well, like we said, uh, congratulations on your, um, 2015 world series. Thank um, you. so now you were a, a bullpen catcher and then you worked in advanced scout. Now you're an amateur scout. Um, what are the, like the skill sets involved in all those uh, positions um, in particular? Um, well, bullpen catcher was a great job. It was a transition from my time being a player to, you know, what I do now. And so it was good. I had just finished a career of catching. And so I went right into the bullpen catcher and um, you, uh, you know, you warm guys up before the games, you catch a lot of bullpens, um, uh, before the games and during the games and you throw a lot of BP. Um, oh. so yeah, you throw a lot of BP and you just help out kind of whenever, um, wherever's needed. And, uh, so that was amazing. And then, uh, um, it kind of transitioned me to be an advanced scout. And so what that is, is I would just go out kind of ahead of the teams. And so if we're, uh, about to have a series with the twins, I would go uh, and scout the twins for three or four days. And, and you just kind of see, you know, how they play and what are their strengths and weaknesses are. And, and, you know, you hit indiv every individual player, what their strengths and weaknesses are, and you just kind of watch them and see how they win games and see what they try to do and try to figure out ways to, to beat them, ways to counteract that. And you just kind of put a report and send it back into your team. Uh, tendencies which is or... really cool yeah it's really cool it's like uh and then and then this job here is uh it's really fun i get to go watch high school and in college kids uh and you know just try to kind of predict what what they're going to be in the future uh it's really hard but it's really fun and and i got to this job you got to interact i get to interact with the players a lot more uh which is fun and families so what was it like um, going through the World Series experience uh, in 2015? And what do you think of the current World Series that's going on? Too? Um, it was an amazing experience, you know, one that I'll never forget. You know, you start out, um, you know, the first series, you know, there's media there, but it's, it's pretty tame. In every series, there's more people and more people. And by the time you're in the World Series, you can barely walk through the clubhouse. There is so much 
media and so much, I mean, everybody is shoulder to shoulder. It's really, really insane. Um, just a lot of pressure and, and things like that. Um, but it's just an exciting time. You know, it's a really exciting time. In um, this World Series, I love it. It is outstanding. I mean, every game is is close, uh, except the last two games. But, um, you know, last night we had Christian Vasquez throw a no-hitter um, along with three, three relievers. Um, you know, I mean, we, we may never see that again in our lifetime. You know, um, it's just been amazing. You know, the Phillies, um, just to, to be where they are from where they started, it's an amazing story. Um, I love it. I can't get enough. My wife is, is she loves, you know, watching this. And so we just watch it every night. It's great. Yeah. It's all tied up now. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. I saw on the internet that you read Scott Hahn's book, The Lamb Supper. How did that affect your life and your faith? Yeah. So, um, in 2011, um, when I really, uh, you know, heard, um, you know, the voice of God calling, calling me back to himself. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, he put Jeff Supon on, on my team. And I don't know if you know Jeff, but he's a, he's a very, um, um, you know, devout Catholic. And, uh, we just started talking about faith and, one day he showed up with a book and, and he said, here, you know, you need to read this. And so I read it and, um, you know, it's just, a, it, was, it was amazing because it kind of opened up what the mass is uh, to me. And um, just that every time we go, we get to experience, you know, a little bit of what heaven is like and uh, um, just breaking down all the parts and just the biblical, um, background of why we do what we do um, just made me really proud to be a Catholic and really strengthen that, that part of me. Right. I mean, not only do you have great teammates helping you on the field, but you have great teammates handing you books like that. I mean, what a gift. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, that's the, you know, he, he probably doesn't even remember it, but he made such a big difference in my life. Just talking, getting, being able to talk to him every night. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, as we talked about earlier, you're, you're on the road, right? So it's, it's difficult. You're away from your family and you're moving around in different towns. Um, any tips or suggestions that you would give to other people that might be in this type of situation, whether it's pro high school travel ball, yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy, you know, um, being away from being away from family, especially with the, with the two little ones and, you know, leaving my, my wife to, to handle them, you know, it's, it can be hard on her sometimes, but, um, you know, for me, it just made a, a lot of difference when, um, I just try to stay in prayer as much as I, as much as I can and, um, try to stay in the sacraments as much as I can. And, uh, um, like when I'm on the road, like I said, I try to, um, go to mass, uh, nearly every day that I'm on the road and just, um, just try to stay strong and, and just be as filled up with the Holy spirit as, as possible. I was wondering, do you have any tips for guys that might feel lonely or 
alone when they're on the road so long? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes in a locker room full of people, you can feel alone. And, um, and I would just say, you know, try to engage with, um, with your teammate, with it, with a couple guys who, um, share similar faith and similar values. And, and, um, you know, with, with me, I, I make sure I, I, I talk with my wife, uh, multiple times a day and just try to communicate with her and, and, um, so that, you know, that strengthens me as well. And, um, you know, just, just talking to a friend or if you're married or, you know, just, um, can really go a long way just, just to help, just to kind of bring you out from, from just the mindset that you're in of the loneliness and stuff like that, and just kind of get you out of your bubble and in, into something else. I'm sure that the team feels like a little family too. It's a lot. Yeah, that's true. The team feels like a family because, you know, in a lot of situations we're with the team during the season, we're with our team more than we're with our families. And so when the team is close, um, you know, maybe you can, you know, have a day game, you go out to dinner after the game. Um, that's important. Um, you know, you don't, you don't really ever want to spend too much time by yourself in, in a hotel room. So it's nice to just to get close friends and you just kind of got to get out and, and go to dinner every once in a while and, and just kind of engage and, and talk to people and, and, um, and, you know, especially that the people that you're around so much. And when you were on the road, um, did you have any favorite like churches or experiences that you encountered that you really liked? Oh, I like going to this place if, if you had to. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved, um, you know, Chicago, I think it was, um, St. Uh, St. Peter's. They have mass almost on the, the hour, every hour. So and they have, they have, um, uh, confession all day. And then, um, of course, St. Patrick's in New York city was amazing. Um, so it's just, gosh, um, been to mass in almost every city that, and, and they're all amazing. St. Uh, St. Baltimore's has a, a St. Alphonse's shrine. That's really cool. Um, and then also they also have a St. Jude's shrine when they're only like a couple blocks apart. And so that was really fun just to kind of, it's, it's kind of like making a pilgrimage, you know, to each city and just kind of finding, um, you know, the, the, the Catholic church around and, uh, walk in, you know, it's fun to walk, get out and walk, you know, to, to them and just see what they're all about. Right. Oh yeah. And I think I've been to that St. Peter's in downtown Chicago. It is beautiful. It is. For on sure. the hour that's that's awesome <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so we we uh, read that article uh with trent Beatty in the national catholic register and you had mentioned uh continual prayer and it was it was really intriguing how how do you do continual prayer in your life <clears throat> um yeah so what what i do is just um take part uh in the liturgy of the hours and so um you know, I'll wake up and, and kind of first thing before my feet hit the ground, um, you know, I'll pray morning prayer and, uh, and then just, um, try, 
to get into some, although it's hard sometimes, um, but get into some um, the Bible and and get into the med- meditation and and um, just pray with Scripture and uh, and then throughout the day just um, stay uh, stay with the 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 divine office and um, try to pray a rosary every day and, and just throughout the day, just kind of talk to Jesus and say, Jesus, um, you know, help me to be good scout today, you know, help, help me to see what I need to see and help me to glorify you. That's great. And do you use the booklets for the divine office or do you have the, I, 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 I use an app. So okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so it's my wife. It's pretty cool. Yes, yes, it is cool. They make it so easy now. So it's it's really cool. So it's it's yeah, it's it's I love it. And and now if you know, I find if I don't for some reason do morning prayer or evening prayer or something, then something's I feel some something's missing. You know, mm-hmm. don't have that anchor. Right. And and the, the good thing about the liturgy of the hours is it reminds you, you know, they have the different, I mean, not that we can do every hour, but we can do sure. the major ones in the morning at night. And yes. Um, yeah, it def- definitely keeps you tethered to, to the faith and uh, grounded for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And and what about adoration? I mean, Randy and I, we've talked about, you know, the Eucharistic revival that's happening. Um, how do you uh, incorporate that into your prayer life? Yeah. So, um I, uh, I, I did it today. I try to go every Thursday. Um, yeah. So, um, try to stay faithful to that because that's, that's amazing. Just sitting, um, or kneeling before Jesus and, um, and just praying and just talking to him. And, and, um, so, uh, you know, our parish does it on, on Thursdays and just, um, just try to stay faithful to, to, to that as well. Beautiful. Yeah. That's great. So, you were saying at the beginning, at the beginning, that you've made uh, baseball kind of your idol in mass, and it got were kind of secondary or maybe third or fourth in your life. What would you say to somebody who is in that situation now in um, their life? Yeah. I mean, I would say that there's a lot more to life, um, than, uh, than playing in the big leagues or whatever sport it is. Um, you know, it's, it's like, I, I had God in my life, but, but he wasn't the center of my life. And so, um, you know, it was like, uh, you know, Jesus didn't rest until he became the center, you know, and it's kind of felt that, that tug where, where I wasn't going to be fully happy until I surrendered. Um, and it was scary. It was scary because all I'd ever wanted to do in my life was play baseball and, uh, play in the major leagues and things like that. And, um, but it came to a point where it just wasn't, um, I just, I was getting frustrated and, uh, uh, was taking, taking, you know, the, the, uh, playing not as well as I wanted to play really hard and, you know, t- taking it out on, on my family at times and things like that. And, and, um, you know, just wasn't making the, gr- the greatest decisions and things like that. And, 
And um, so it came to the point where, you know, I had to, to, to surrender fully and, and make Jesus the, the center of my life. And, and it's hard because, you know, I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to give up what I wanted to do the most. But um, ever since I did, um, you know, at that time, I didn't always, I didn't have a great year on the field the next year, you know, but I was much happier. I was much more at peace. I was much, much more content and it made the biggest difference in my life. It sounds like you, you found your inner peace for, from, from inside with God rather than outside with, with baseball. Exactly. It's exactly right. Um, you know, I hear, hear stories like that, um, you know, from guys that I talk to as well, other players that, um, you know, they, they go to the big leagues and then, and then come or sent down and they just want to get back there so bad. And, and, and then they get back there again and, and they're not happy. They're not really happy. They thought it was going to make them happy like, like me. Um, but it just got, it just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, at some point in time, you know, the, you're not going to play well and the cheering's going to stop and, you know, all of this stuff and, and, um, it's going to come and you're going to be left with such a, a void, you know, and the only thing that can fill it is, is the Lord. That must be a really difficult transition, right? Because it's, we talked to our, our last guest too about this. You have a very structured life as an athlete, and then it just kind of turns off and you're like, now what? Mm -hmm. Really mm -hmm. big switch. <laughs> very big switch. And, um, you know, you, you go through life and, and as an athlete, you think, oh, I need to, I, you know, if I work harder, I can control the outcome more. If I work harder, I can do this. If I, if I uh, practice more, if I, um, you know, and it's just all kind of about what I can do. And, um, you know, um, I have a, a priest friend that always says, you know, uh, uh, I forget which saint said this, but um, um, it's up to you, but uh, trust like it's up to God. And, um, you know, that's what Jesus wants. I mean, um, and that was the biggest transition, I guess, for me is, is even in the faith life, I, I came up with this, um, just this personality where if, if, if I just worked harder, I can, I can do this. If I just, I just worked and, and, you know, I could make it, I, I could succeed, I could do this and that, but it wasn't until, you know, just a full surrender to Jesus and in the will of God that, that I was truly content and truly at peace. And that didn't take, he didn't take baseball away. He just made it more, uh, more fulfilling when it wasn't just the first place in my life. Right. If it didn't go well, you know, you don't go south you know, and you're like, okay, you know, tomorrow will be a better day. And right. But right. you, you talk about surrender. It makes me think of that surrender. No, being, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's to me, I just love that. I love it. No being well. yeah. I love it. as well. It's powerful. So yeah. So simple, but so powerful. And I, yes. I didn't even know it existed until like a couple of years ago. Like, where has this been my whole life? I know. I know me as well. <laughs> me as well. Yeah, so 
never too late, right? Right. So, so at the end, Cody, we we just like to um, just kind of open it up. If there's anything that you would like to say, uh, particularly young people, like to encourage them, you know, that they're like starting off in in like sports and maybe they're not feeling they're heading in the right direction. Uh, what would you say to them? Or if there's any causes or anything that you'd like to call out? Um, yeah, I mean, I would just say, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, the advice that I would have is just to, just to try to stay humble. Um, even when you hit, hit the top and, you know, the, the fans are cheering and you're, you know, getting a lot of praise or whatever, it's, it's easy to, to think that, um, it's easy to get lost in yourself and, and that, you know, God calls us to use our, our, our abilities for him. And, and um, so, you know, just humility is a big thing and just knowing who we are uh, before God. And also just what helped me is just when I got back into the sacraments, you know, um, frequent uh, confession and and communion um, was just huge in my life. And, uh, um, and uh, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what I, what I still continue to try to do now is, is, is just stay, um, humble as, you know, it's, it's not easy. I'm a prideful guy, but, um, you know, just try to try to do that, you know? Right. Especially for young people, Hey, the sacraments are there. And I know when I was young, I didn't take advantage of them. <laughs> Till we're older and then life kind of brings some definite challenges and then you're like okay i need this yes, and, for sure you know, so for sure it just happens that way it does yeah yeah well great yeah so you had something like you have a great prayer life like you said liturgy the hours you get to go to mass and, and adoration and um sacraments and confessions you have a spiritual director yes yeah. yes Yes. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I, I, um, you know, I was struggling, um, back about five years ago and, um, you know, I was reading, um, and it, it just said, you know, pray for, pray for a spiritual, spiritual director. And, um, so I, I just said a prayer like, you know, God, if, you know, if it be real, please, um, give me a spiritual director. And, and within a month, um, a priest, I was talking to a priest and he said, why don't you come by the office? And, and he became my spiritual director. And, and it's just amazing, you know, just the power of prayer, the power of God and just how it all works. And, um, but yeah, I mean, and it just, it was a slow process, all of this stuff, um, you know, uh, you know, started with going to the mass and talking to Father Rocha and just became, uh, you know, just the prayer and you just add a little bit the rosary and liturgy of the hours and adoration. And just, it just kind of comes in where you just kind of want more and more and more, you know? Right. But that is a tremendous blessing to get a spiritual director because it's, it's difficult and it just doesn't happen like that. Right. It is. Um, Yes. Um, Yeah. Our priests are are definitely overworked and, and uh, I mean, it can be, um, you know, whoever it is, but definitely it's, it's difficult. Uh, people don't know where to go to turn, where to turn to, to, to get one for sure. Okay. So just a simple prayer, Lord, can you please find me a spiritual director? And Hey, that might happen within a month. I, I, wow. Yeah. It was amazing. Yes. God's 
God surely answers prayer. He does. He does. Miracles every day. Great. Well, amen to that. And um, thanks so much, Cody, for sharing your, your prayer life and your prayer journey. And we just look forward to watching the end of this World Series, right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. It's really good talking to you both. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see the end of it, see who, who wins. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, Randy, um, you want to go ahead and lead us out with prayer? Uh, we'd love to. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for Cody. We ask your blessing upon him and his ministry and his family, Lord, that they remain close and tight and tight-knit. We ask your blessing upon his marriage and that he and his wife stay close, even though he's far away and on the road a lot. We pray for those in podcast land who might listen to our podcast that somehow something that we said tonight might lead them closer to you. We ask the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Holy Mary Mother, Mother of, God. of God, pray for us, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. All right. Thank you again, Cody. It was a pleasure talking. Thank you very much, Cody. Good luck. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it.